Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Janji or Else podcast. I, of course, am who else? But Tommy Else. With me, as always, coming to us from Skokie, Illinois, is the man on the beat from JanjiesBeat.com, Mr. Jonathan Eugene Robleski. Now, that's an interesting one, because I always wanted to be Eugene. Yeah. Well, because my sister's name is Jean, and I always thought it'd be cool if we were Jean and Jean. She didn't think it. She was not into that at all. I I, I can imagine, yeah. And looking back, now that that would be you know, ridiculous. But You're anyway, actually... how you doing, Tommy? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> That's not a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm all right. You know, coming off of uh, a late night last night. Uh, we both had uh, busy weekends. I was we both at, had about a busy like past ten days. Yeah, I was at uh, the NWA three one two event in Highland Park. You were at the Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis. So, and then, uh, yeah. But uh, before we get into all that, last week was it last week. Well, yeah, last weekend. Yeah, man. So uh, last weekend was Golden Con. Uh, we had uh, uh, Zach and Brad, uh, promoters for the uh, event on uh, on the show, and then we also had Cindy Fee, who uh, sang the theme song to the Golden Girls on, and uh, we were uh, uh, lucky enough to uh, be invited to come and see the event for ourselves. And uh, I went on Friday. John was there Saturday. Um. I uh, I was there more or less when the doors opened, so uh, it was actually a very nice, a, a, a abnormally nice day down in the city. It was in the upper 60s, and you know, weather was good. So I had walked from the train station to the event, like about a mile and a half, and uh, got to the Sheridan and uh, got checked in. We. Uh, uh, they had uh, lanyards for all of everyone going in there, and uh, all the lanyards had like a a sentence or a phrase or something from the show, and it was something very obscure. What did yours say? I, never I don't it. remember. I, I never. Car. Oh, I never heard what yours yours said. Uh, mine. I'll, said, I'll post it up here in the uh, video. Yeah, mine said. Um, better than an inner uterine and to someone who's never i mean now that was a single line from one episode never repeated but if you knew that show you knew exactly what that meant and what that was from so that's the kind of cool i like that deep cut stuff you know i like i like you know and you're sure they're all different lines uh well i mean like kind of expensive they were some people it depended on like what lanyard you had it said something different they weren't like you know if you had a hundred it wasn't like there were a hundred different lines it was like you know groups of them all said the same thing but but there were you know there were some that were different than others so well mine probably said the same as yours because we were both press or vips or something okay well i don't know 
but that was cool. And then when you walked in, they had a uh, big uh, light up sign said, thank you for being a friend. Pretty cool. Walk that was in. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Walked in and yeah, they had, uh, I mean, vendors, uh, I don't know if you saw, you know, because in the past I had grown a uh, Sophia Chia pet, but I did see when I it was lost. there. Okay. Yes, I lost a contest. <clears throat> I lost a Chia Pet contest that I had created. And yes, John, one of us lost, one of us John won it. John won it. And there were like, you know, 15 other competitors or something. Chia Bob. <clears throat> None of this is relevant. It's all relevant, folks. I won. The point is, is that I saw they had a Mount Rushmore Chia Pet of all four gold yes medals. and uh <clears throat> i was tempted i was tempted but to uh, take it no to buy one <laughs> but um no and they had like they had uh they had a room that had black light posters of you know the golden girls <laughs> i mean like they had everything they had they, they, yeah they had owls. i mean like if you could do if you could put the golden girls on it but even then, you know, there were T-shirts and, and stuff like that that, again, were like very specific callbacks to specific episodes and stuff. And it's interesting because, you know, that's a lot of specific information to retain. And, you know, like if you gave me a textbook on like the Civil War and then like told me to be able to like just pull any line from it you know i i would never be able to but you give me five seasons of the golden girls and i can like you name you say one line and i can tell you what the whole episode was you know <laughs> it's just yeah. so weird and so can everybody else like who's in that zone of well, yeah of like i could do fan. seinfeld i mean you might be able to do <laughs> seinfeld as well yeah yeah i'm pretty good with my seinfeld but yeah so it was uh it was pretty cool and then um I uh, did find my way around to the uh, the uh, celebrities uh, and uh, got to see my guy, David Leisure. Uh, and uh, so I got there and uh, I realized that they were only taking cash. And what? You novice. I saw vendors had square readers and stuff like that. So when I saw that, I didn't, I didn't worry about having cash. So look, I don't go to these things all the time. Like you do. I said, you novice. So, so I get there and I said, hi to David Leisure real quick. And I was like, look, just, I was like, don't go anywhere. <laughs> I, I said, I'm, I'm going to go find, I'm going to go find an ATM. Well, you'd be surprised at how hard it was to find an ATM in the Sheridan because that again, is rather shocking. It was, yeah, I, I like, I walked all over the place and then finally I went to like the concierge and, you know, I had, it was like in this offbeat hallway or something like that, but I found one. And so got the money, came back. And, uh, so I went up to him and I told him, I was like, well, you know, I searched high and low, but I found an ATM just so I could come and get a picture with you. Uh, talked to him a little bit. He was telling me how he's living in Utah and uh, he's very happy there and that he loves 
go into these things because he gets to see all these people that he would otherwise never see. Everybody's all spread out. Everybody's getting older, you know, not working on the same projects and stuff like that. So, but he was just, and I just, you know, gushed a little bit and told him how much I loved him as a kid. You know, like I just thought, you know, he was, he was in that Larry Dallas category with this character on empty nest. And, and I just, I always love those guys <laughs> for some reason. And, uh, uh, and he just, he was just super fun. Really, really nice. I know you got to meet him, so I'm sure you could concur, but. Totally. Um, he, was one of the, he was truly one of the nicest guys. Oh, uh, I just, people, I yeah. I mean, just so, and I told him, you know, uh, my brother's favorite movie in the entire world is airplane. And so I, I said, my brother would be pretty impressed to, to meet you as well if he were here. So, and he was like, Oh, that's really great. Tell him I said, hi and everything. So then, uh, so I got a picture with him and I shook his hand and I said, thank you for, you know, being, being, awesome, being oh. awesome and stuff. No, could you, could we have enough? I mean, like, you know, we're past the moratorium on, you know, I've never passed it. Beat it to death. God, I'll beat you to death. Um, so, you know, say goodbye and everything. And as I'm walking away, I hear him turn to like his handler and stuff. And he goes, man, he was really a nice guy. And I was just like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was that had to make your day. That made my day. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I'm done. I've done everything. <laughs> I did run into uh, Zach, uh, who was also just like, guy was buzzing, man. You know, like I yeah. saw, I saw him, and I was like, hey, man. And he was like, oh, he came up, gave me a hug right away, and was yeah. just like, he was like, Tommy, how you doing, man? You having a good time? Are you all right? Is everything good? I was like, yeah, man, it's a blast. I was like, I just talked to David Leisure, and he was like, I was on W, I, he was on Channel 7 News in the morning with him. He's like, it was one of the greatest things I ever did, you know? <laughs> I was just like, that's cool, dude. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Um, yeah, he just, you know, you know how, like, his eyes get real big, and yep. he just gets, like, real excited and everything. So I was like, and he's like, just, you know, anything man you're you know all weekend and you know just you know have fun do anything you know enjoy yourself you know so very very welcoming very awesome um i did like the exhibits they had uh and uh and you know i saw people who were you know seeing you could tell like they were reuniting since the last one you know Mm -hmm. they hadn't seen each other since last year and then you see instances where people have kind of like met through the community online and now they're seeing each other in person for the first time and meeting. I saw that a couple of times too. So that's, you know, and that's, a, you know, a lot of conventions, but it was, it's cool. You know, it's, yeah, nice yeah, to totally. see, it's nice to see that stuff. So uh, all things said, I had a, I had a good time, man. Um, I was glad I went and uh, I will, uh, uh, I'm very grateful for, uh, um them letting us uh be a part of it well as 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 you did i had a fantastic time too i i, I talked to david leisure as you did i talked to Dinah manoff told her i love soap and she like clutches my hands and goes oh i so appreciate that yeah and then i and she um, did she said did, did did she say well then how come you don't use any 
<clears throat> speaking of moratoriums, um, <laughs> I, went to, uh, I went to Christy McNichol, who said, who says, uh, do I know you? And I said, well, we met years ago. I don't think you know me. And yeah. then I pulled out a picture I had of us because I wanted her to sign it. And she turned to her assistant and said, I knew I knew him from somewhere. I, I said, well, really? It was like 10 years ago. You meet a thousand people. You know? Yeah. But I have to say, um, everybody at that place, uh, the staff was amazing. They had people there. If you were taking a selfie, the guy, the staff would come over. Let me take that for you. Right. Here, let and me take it at different I, angles. Let me take saw, for, you know, with this in the background. I saw and, that too. I saw them like helping pose people and stuff and like get them centered and things like, okay, now let's spread you guys out. Let's yeah. get the tall person here. I mean, like they really were great about that. I saw that too. They had a, um, an ex, uh, exhibit with the couch and the chairs, you know? Right. Right. And, From and you know, I mean, you know, photo ops, you, you pay whatever to get in there and it's usually snap move. Right. They took like probably 20 pictures of everybody. Man, now sit on the chair. Look like you're talking to them. Move over here. Put your arms here. And, and then the guy, you know, shows them all the pictures and goes, are you satisfied with this? If you need more, if you want more, we'll do more. And yeah. That's like, awesome. That's awesome. I was blown away. And I, I attended the um, the presentation from Ruba Clanahan's sister, mm -hmm. uh, Melinda, Dr. Melinda. And she's 85-ish, I believe. And her presentation was amazing. She had pictures of the two of them. She told the stories. It was heartwarming. It was informative. It wasn't like sappy where, you know, just whatever. Yeah. It flowed along. It moved. I mean, you're covering 85 years of life. Sure, and yeah. I thought it was phenomenal. The only thing was uh, she didn't want any pictures taken through the presentation. So I couldn't, in our recap, I couldn't show that. Yeah. Um, but it, but I encourage if, if anybody, uh, we, we're encouraging anybody to go next year, you know, to this when they have Golden Con 23. Um, but it was, or 24, I should say. But it was amazing. And, and you know, had, and I met uh, Zach was there. I also saw Brad. He was at the McClanahan uh, presentation. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry I missed Brad, but I only caught him because um somebody said something and uh, I heard them say Brad and I go running over and I go, Brad Bailoff? And he goes, Yeah, oh John G. And then it was like, yeah, you know, like, oh, I appreciate you guys. I mean, they couldn't have been nicer. I didn't get that to was see that you. was one thing I, I liked with Zach because I was like on the escalator, like behind him coming down, and I saw him and I was like, Zach, hey Zach. And he turned and it was like, as soon as he saw me, he goes, Tommy. So it was like, you, you knew who it was like right away. And I was yeah. like, that's, I appreciate that. That's cool. Well, he came know. up to me, Zach came up to me. Um, I had been there maybe half an hour. He came up to me and he like put his arm on me. And I, and some other staffer was there and he goes, this is my guy. This is John G. John G. And Tommy. <laughs> and, all and I mean, and it was, and I mean that in all the best ways. He, he yeah. could not have been nicer. He could not have been more positive and more uh, enthusiastic about the whole thing. And you know, when you, and, and organize even the, the reception desk when you came in. I'm used to things being clusters when you walk into these conventions. Sure. Yeah. Even though I've been there a million times, it's always a. And I, I said, yeah, I, I said, you know, I'm supposed to be on a press list. And she goes, oh, yeah, right here. Boom. About, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I I had no problem. She had to leave to another room to get the list. And she apologized about five times, but was gone about two minutes only. You know, and I said, it's all cool. You guys are fantastic. One of the things that tells me that it's being run smoothly and things are being delegated was the fact that like Zach was just kind of roaming around 
and not like chasing down one problem right. and chasing down the next and trying to get everything like things were running smoothly enough to where he could just kind of you know walk around and you know observe and be available Which is right. well, that's stuff. what they should be doing right i mean but i i guess i'm so used to just the way like pro wrestling shows work where it's just like everybody's like nothing's ever going right and you're always right. running around trying to make things work and it was like but you're you're right everything that you had to do or get through you know whether it was just getting in the door if you wanted to get food you know getting your picture it was like they just went above and beyond and you know that's uh that, you know and, and then thing is and the thing is is you can tell that it's because they genuinely care you oh know? gosh yeah I mean, it's and kind well, of... the thing too. It's not like there was only ten fans there. There were, it was crowded. Oh no, there was, yeah, and, yeah. And for all, and I never saw anybody need something without a staffer right there within seconds. Going right, you know, okay, it's it's going to be at noon. It's in room two twelve. It's over here. Right. No, it was. Oh amazing. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I was I was very impressed with just the production of the the whole thing too, but um yeah it's very cool it's uh it's i would definitely go back absolutely yes, yes. so and we, we uh the the invitation is on for zach brandon and and uh brad come back on next year or any time in between and you know let's get this thing going for next year and start promoting it we're on. yeah man we're in. absolutely we are yeah we are official golden con uh attendees we're your flagship podcast yeah there you go <laughs> uh so you did the uh the squared circle expo well first uh, i did c2e2 last weekend which was insane oh, okay well let's do let's talk that then let's do so well c2e2 chicago comic and entertainment expo as you know um just I'm crazy gonna just, i'm just gonna jump in real quick here uh yeah because you you did attend c2e2 and squared circle expo uh did not get invites to either one just throwing it out there go ahead and i okay tell your, tell your story tell your story go ahead. did, did uh, heather owens not invite you to squared circle expo yeah she did and had you told me when the hell it was and that we were going i'd have packed my bag and we've been on our way we had this conversation before <laughs> right we so we don't need to revisit it now C2E2 uh, was tough to, get, tough to get press pass. That's that's another reason. I would have had you there. I could not. I could only get one press pass. I thought you had your buddy with you. I did. He bought his own ticket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but uh, <laughs> the highlight of that was Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World. Could oh, not yeah. be as sweet as possible it could be. She's just uh, She remembered me from a couple of years ago. Um, um at c2e2 well it's it's one thing you've got going for you is you clearly are unforgettable so people remember goblins just remember yeah. that <laughs> a pretty face is a diamond dozen you got this face people remember you people remember but, uh, you yeah i mean other than that i mean i saw ellie cantrell who designed this version of the john g shirt available at prowrestlingtees.com along with the john g Rell's podcast shirts and i saw my usual um uh, my usual comic artist friends saw Dirk Manning uh he does not have the Arn Anderson book out yet it's forthcoming any moment okay that's the big the big news from there we saw um um Dan Allison and curse I curse you <laughs> that guy seems like he's pretty uh regular at these uh conventions that guy he is extremely popular 
yeah and, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second at, at uh well i'm pretty much done with c2e2 is this for those for time? those who might not know dan Housen is a wrestler and for those who don't know beyond that his father brian is actually a comic art uh, writer comics writer well, he, i, uh, I met him years ago at um, um motor city comic con and he told me about his son wanting to be a wrestler let low these many years later boom there he is there now. he is yeah okay yeah, i didn't know that no i didn't know that either yeah yeah that's a really really nice guy um but yeah i mean c2e2 other than that it was a great convention but it was standard then um uh dan house had a huge line there and i go to squared circle expo he had one of the biggest lines there too now they had mjf um moxley renee paquette jamie hater and Kurt Angle probably had the biggest line. They definitely. Oh, had I'm sure. Line. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, and you know it's so funny because uh, Adolfo, who is one of the runners with our, one of the promoters, along with our good friend Heather Owens and her yeah, husband yeah. Ed and, and uh, Adolfo's wife Carrie, the four of them. But um, they um, they warned everybody before they went into MJF, you're going to get the MJF experience. We we have, are absolved of any and all liability. We are absolved, no hurt feelings. You're going at your own risk. And of course, there's still people. Well, I didn't think that meant that he would do this. He was MJF. That's all I'm going to say. He threw the you know he would sign the the figure and just throw it on the floor. Supposedly he spit on some figures too or posters. I don't know. I I did not go. I had met him before. I didn't need to meet him. He's uh, living the gimmick, man. He's living. One the of the highlights though was. Um, was Jamie Hader and uh the first guy in line I was second I was third in line the first guy in line gets this thing and he goes would you chop me and oh. I thought there's no way she's going to chop him because now that's that opens a whole can of worms right goes, liability and stuff you could have a heart goes, attack yeah, sure. if some, someone chops you the right way but she goes sure and then he stands there and she goes she goes you're gonna do it with your shirt on I want to give it the full impact. So he goes, and he like ripped his shirt off in a second. And she like, you know, she loosened up her hand and slack. I mean, this thing, like he stumbled back within seconds. He, you could see her handprint on his yeah, chest. Yeah, lit up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But then the girl in front of us got it too. She asked for one. Now, I did not ask for one. No. Uh, I never understood why people ask for chops. I know like... Um, our friend Marche Rocket is known for giving one of the hardest yes. chops in the land, and people have all like they have lined up because they want to be able to say that they took a chop from Marche Rocket. Well, he's never killed anybody with it, so yes, you'll survive, but, but you're yeah. also you're also going to have a welt, and he's got a gigantic hand. And you're gonna have a humongous welt on your chest, and you're gonna be miserable pain for days afterwards, just so you can say to whoever, I guess. Yeah, like what does that get you? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, come on. I never I never there's only there's only a small community that'll even appreciate that. It's right. not like the, you know, it's gonna go viral. Well, and I used to have matches with Marche, so it was like, you know, I might you're end up getting free. I might get one anyway, and so I'm not going to go looking for them, you know. <laughs> but I am surprised, though, that, that there was no, like like you said, though, there's a liability there. What are some... You could have a heart attack. If somebody... Like, yeah, if somebody... breaks their hand. 
if you get hit if you get hit like right in the right spot hard enough there i mean you can it can trigger a heart attack you know yeah so i mean yeah i mean i'm surprised they were doing it too but whatever but one of the highlights was seeing our friend hardcore heather in the what turned out to be the i think they called it the nefarious nine way it ended up being a nine way women's match yeah um uh, Royal Rumble style, where every ninety seconds someone could live. So I think she was the eighth woman in, and you know she comes marching out there and, and uh, stone cold stunners to everyone. Just it's like yeah. boom, 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 right down the line. She, I think I think she gave everybody a stunner. I think all eight or all seven. Um, then she ended up she she lasted a little while and ended up getting tossed out. Then her and Shauna Reed, um, they battled um, all the way back to the back room. Then. They didn't, neither one of them wanted. It was won by uh, Freya the Slayer. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, you said and you we, saw... I saw our, our old friend Mike Bucci. Yeah. Who sends his gonna... regards to you. Oh, uh, I, I appreciate uh, that very much. Yeah. Uh, one of the coolest guys there was uh, the Kiss Demon, Dale Torborg. Six foot seven. Oh, geez. And then when he, then he dressed on Saturday, he dressed as the Demon. With like four inch heels, now he's like seven foot two. Right. You know, that's big dude. So another successful squared circle expo. Yeah, they already announced next year's. Um, you're welcome to come. You have to buy a ticket. You're welcome to come. It's March like thirtieth or something. Yeah. Well, how about this time? I'll take the press pass and you buy the ticket. Are you going to do all the work? No. Go ahead. You know, work what? You write a couple things. You distribute some flyers. Yeah, I got half an hour. I could do all that. <laughs> well, while you were doing all that, I attended uh, my first NWA event. Uh, NWA 312, uh, which was... For those who don't know, that's National Wrestling Alliance. The National Wrestling Alliance. It's one of the oldest wrestling companies in the United States. Um, its uh, heritage and legacy goes back to Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Harley Race. Harley Race. I mean, all the all the big names. Who says? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know for sure, but I mean, those were all the those were all the guys working in the NWA back in the day. Now. Billy Corgan is uh, is manning the ship, and um, they were doing. Uh, it was a weekend event. It was uh, they had two nights, and uh, and well, I think they did two shows a day. I think they did two on Saturday and two on Sunday, um, or two on Friday, two on or something like that. Uh, but uh, I went to the uh, Saturday night event because I knew that some uh, some old friends of ours from Resistance Pro were going to be there. My old tag team partner from Body Magic, Brady Pierce, was uh, was out there also. He's doing some acting now. Yeah, man, he's he's got a lot of stuff going on now. Um, but he was in a tag match, so I got to see him. He was looking awesome. Um, uh, we saw... Uh, Marche Rocket, who we were just talking about with the chops. Um, although he was uh, he was wearing a mask, 
which I've never seen him do. But um, I do love the concept of a masked wrestler. Um, now, I, I wasn't there, obviously, so and I don't know the storyline or if it was a one-off. Um, I do love the concept of a mask. I don't know if if Marche and and the other wrestler you mentioned. I don't know if 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 that's their best use for them. See, here's the thing with I I I think I think that Billy probably masked them because they were one off matches because they're not regular. Um, although the thing is, is I feel like I feel like Shea has been. I know he's been in he's the been there. Yeah, he's been there before. And so is Ego. But for whatever reason. Yeah, he had both of them. Yeah, Ego was there and he was masked. Um, and they just seemed like one-off matches. But, um, but I mean, you know, man, Marche can still go, and you know, Rob's as good as he ever was. If you know, if he's not his best. Um, well, yeah, Rob, I, we we agree. Rob is, in our at least my opinion, you, you're right up there with it. Probably the best indie guy out there over the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, he's my all around. Guy. He's my number one guy. Yeah, yeah, he's just. Um, so I did, I did get to see him before his match. Say hi real quick. Um, I did see our our good buddy uh, Beady Smooth uh, was there as uh, Merle had. Uh, it was Merle's ring. The reunion. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I, I got a, I got a hug from a sweaty. Smooth. You guys needed to have a tag team. Matt, you know, I don't know what you call it, smoother else or smooth else, smoother else, probably. Um, but uh, I would have tagged with, I would have tagged with, uh, with smooth. I think we would have a funny, I think we'd have a real funny uh match, you know, we would be a that would have been a good next step for us to take, you know, it would be like for me and him to end up like, for some reason, like I'm reluctantly like forced to be his tag partner or whatever. But anyway, I talked to him and, you know, I know that he, you know, Merle, you know, who was a guest on our show here, um, you know, we talked, which we talked about with him when he was on every year, he takes his, uh, his staff out to WrestleMania, takes them on the trip. So I was asking him how mania was and, they spent a few days in Vegas and, um, you know, and uh, had uh, had a good time. Oh, so, dear God. BD Smooth in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I there mean, are very I, few places BD Smooth can go where he doesn't stand out. Right. Vegas might be one. He is in his element there, yeah. Uh, but it's still interesting. To, it's like it's like, a, it's like a nature show. It's like you just, you like, let him out of the cage <laughs> And let him walk into Vegas, and then Merle just follows him with a camera and just takes pictures that, of him. That, that like quiet voiceover. We're following the beady smooth down yeah. the boulevard. Stay down, stay downwind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but it was really good to see him. Um, I did see Billy was there, but didn't get a chance to talk to him. Uh, I saw. I'm trying to think who else. Yabba the Clown, who uh big fans. Know, big fans of him. Uh he had a match with Ricky Morton. I was disappointed because um it was a relatively short match and Yabo just didn't get to do much of his his shtick, you know, the popcorn and the balloons, walking the top rope and stuff like that. You know, it's like I, if that was like the first time anybody had ever seen him. They just think like, you know, well, you know, the makeup and everything's cool, but, you know, 
who cares? You know, it's just a clown wrestler. I mean, not that his wrestling isn't great too. No, no, like you know, right. You're, but you've like, taken away he's all like his. Six, he's like six five or something stupid like that. So when he clotheslines somebody, you know, and he's running in big clown shoes too. I mean, it looks very impressive. He's so big and so you know, and, and presents himself so big that it's it, it is really impressive. But one of the best parts of Yabo is all of the clown shtick, you know. So, but he, but I got a problem with that too. Ricky Morton, how old is Ricky Morton? I don't know. He didn't have a whole lot in the tank out there, but well, why is Ricky Morton? I'm going to look it up as we're doing this. Why is Ricky Morton wrestling? And why is he <laughs> Yabo? Is that what you, is that what you're putting into Google? <laughs> and why is he fighting? No. Yeah, why is he beating Yabo? Um, yeah, he went. Yeah, he beat Yabo, and uh, the thing is, is like it should have been a good exhibition match. Like even if Yabo loses, fine, but it should have been at least an exhibition for Yabo to show off his character and who what he does and and everything. You know, taking on Ricky Morton, and then Ricky, you know, can get the pin on him, and there you go. You know, everybody wins. You know, but. I just felt like Yabo kind of got cheated and in turn the NWA gets cheated because they had a chance to show off somebody who was, who was really, you know, a, a great talent. But Ricky Morton, even in his prime was not exactly a top singles guy. He was a fantastic tag team with, with Robert Gibson, rock and roll express. Sure. Um, but you would never, he's 66 years old now. Yeah. And he's I mean, beating a, a guy half his age, maybe the last time I'm not exactly sure how old Yabo is. Is our clown years different than regular years? <laughs> that's but that's a an eternal question unanswered. It is, so, yeah. But but you know, I mean, what is you're beating a guy that's half your age, and it's not like Ric Flair beat him or Harley Race when he was older, you know, or I mean, like a John Cena, The Rock, names that that were stud singles wrestlers. Got Ricky Morton's a tag team guy, and it never you never thought of his him as dominant. Well, I mean, I don't, you know, as far as why he's in the ring, I mean, who knows, you know, maybe he's just trying to get in some last matches or I don't know. I think having him there in the company and in the locker room is very valuable, you know, for the other talent to learn from and talk to and stuff like that, you know. Um, But, you know, as far as in-ring stuff, I mean, you know, he was, you know, he was fine. He was Ricky Morton. I mean... He was, they were on the very first show I ever did with Resistance Pro, Vicious Circle. And I remember, uh, I remember being backstage, they show up, they both have like a big bag of Portello's each. They come back, they eat their food, they slam a five-hour energy drink, and then they went out to the ring. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, think about it. How long have they been, by by this That was 20, that was 2012. So that's 11 years ago. And, you know, there's still, I mean, he's still just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, even in 2012, so that's, they probably were together for 30 years before that basically doing the same, with no offense to them, basically doing the same match. Like by then it becomes routine, like tying your shoe. You know how to tie your shoe? You know how, right? I think you do, right? Or do you use flip-ons, like sketchers? Well, I actually prefer Velcro, to be honest. Oh, but, Velcro? Yeah. I wore Velcro shoes for a long time. Uh, I had Velcro shoes up until just a few years ago, really. Um, 
I mean, well, what if you don't need laces? Why? Well, I what the Velcro is great. I don't understand why everybody doesn't have Velcro shoes. Anyway, anti Velcro. I'm sure you are. Well, anyway, uh, but it was interesting um, because uh, NWA, you know, so, you know, I can't judge a company on one single night, you know, of you know one show, you know. So, but um, but like they don't do entrance music. Or they don't, or that's, have, that's strange and it's and it's 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 awkward it's like because the the wrestlers come to the ring and they you know they're still kind of you know doing some showmanship on the way to the ring but you know the crowd's not really it's like the crowd if you're not seated where you can see them coming through the curtain sometimes they don't even know that the person's come out you know until they start climbing into the ring you know and so it's like you don't get the 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 amped up you know entrance to get you psyched up for the person or anything like that and then when the match would be over you know you about the ring the bell whatever and you know and then it like takes a couple minutes for everybody to get out of the ring and get out but it just seems very anticlimactic it's interesting how much of a difference the music makes you know so they had music uh for entrances on like i think two matches that i saw at least um but I don't know why those ones got them and the other ones didn't. So I don't know. I don't know enough to be honest about the NWA to know like how this all works with them. I'm just going off of what I saw last night. So is there? Why well, I, I was going to ask: Is there a chance that they would pipe in the music later? My understanding is, is from what I've read, is that this is just the way they do it. They don't. They don't do. You know, they they literally like because you know they're filming all of these for you know TV and. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it was on pay-per-view last night. Um, but they literally, like, they bring out the wrestlers and the ref, and you literally can hear them say, five, four, three, two, one. And then they ring the bell, and then the match starts. And that's it. So how they cut into it on TV, I don't know. Because, I, 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 again, I don't watch it enough to know, or I don't watch it really at all. So... So the intrepid reporter in me asking for the fans out there, would you go again? Um, or would it depend on who's wrestling or where? It was? I guess it would depend on who was wrestling. I mean, like a big a big part of it. It was I went for a couple of reasons. One was because uh, NWA. This is their first time under the new leadership of them coming to Chicago. So it was an opportunity to go and more so, you know, knowing that like Jay Bradley was, was on the show. Um, oh, Jay was? I like Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's tag partners with Chic. Um, they're, uh, what are they called? The Fixers. The Fixers. The fixers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, my old partner, Brady Pierce was there. Marche Rocket. Um, Robert Anthony, um, uh, 450, uh, or Mecca Wolf, as he's known there. Uh, so, like, this was a chance for me to see, you know, the old crew and see him yeah. in action and everything, and then see him in the environment of the NWA. So, in that regard, I was it was very cool and nice to see, you know, them out there doing their thing and stuff. So, um, so yeah, it would just kind of depend on, uh, you know, and in all fairness, like I don't, I I don't watch the show, and for me, it's 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 
it's like uh, the way I would equate it to because there's so much there's still so many parts of that that remind me of resistance pro okay and you know that like i you know that holds a very special place in my heart so to watch nwa is like looking at pictures of your ex-girlfriend you know what i mean right it's like you're it's like you're ripping open an old wound you know so it's the only reason I got nothing against the company or, and, and in a lot of ways I want to see like what's going on, you know, with some of the stuff, you know, Missa Kate's over there now. Uh, she's one of the, she's a tag team champion. Yeah. She's a tag team champ, right? Yeah. She's a women's tag team champion. You know, it's like, you know, I, you know, in 450 or Mecca Wolf, you know, and, and uh, his team is, is, is a big deal. I mean, it's like, I would like to watch it, but it's like, it's like I don't know. It puts me in a weird, a weird headspace. It's understandable. And I, and I was, you know, and it was the same for me when I was there last night too. It was just like, you know, it was really great to see the people there and everything. And uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I had a good time in that regard and stuff. But it, you know, it just brings up some weird old feelings and stuff too. So understandable. But uh, but I'm glad I went, and um, it uh, you know they were uh, they were there raising money to uh, help the families who were affected by the Fourth of July shootings in Highland Park last year. Um, Billy is a not only a resident but business owner and uh, with his tea house there and stuff. They have a uh, they have at Zuzu's. Now, as far as I know, they've always been vegan, and I don't know if this is supposed to be vegan or not, but they have the, the official Billy Corgan meatball sandwich. Oh, it's got to be. <clears throat> and I love meatball sandwiches, so I'm very curious, and I think I'm going to actually make the trip out there and go try it out, because I, if even if it is vegan, I want to try it, because I will say... When I used to go there and hang out, they had brownies, they had vegan brownies that were just out of this world. They well, were I just, this should be a podcast road trip. This this was yeah. I mean, if you're up for it, we can go. We can go to Zoo. Oh, if it's if it's a vegan meatball, I'll have it. Yeah. Uh, well, look. All right. Yeah, we'll look it up and see. I if, I would imagine it. I would imagine it is. I can't imagine that he would go that far off the rails from a vegan menu and just be like. We're getting a meatball sandwich now, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's. <laughs> I don't know. But if it's vegan, then yeah, let's all let's 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 go down there and we'll we'll check it. Well, out. you'll have it either way. Oh, I'll eat it either way for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure if it if it is not vegan, I'm sure there's other food up there. Always has been other food up there that I would. Oh, I mean the rest. We of could it. probably look on the menu and find it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Had you, we'll look had you done your preparation, you would have done that already. No. Well, I wasn't our, really thinking about. I wasn't really thinking about going with you, so you know, I was invite me. I wasn't worried about it. Yeah, but see, that's no, that's not the same thing. Okay, you, me, and Heather had a conversation. It's on the episode of of us with Heather time. Owens, and and let's move was, on. Come on, we we can't uh, let it, we can't bury our listeners with this. Yeah. They're leaving in hordes. Yes. Well. 
so yeah, so that's been our last uh, our last week and a half, and uh, you know we've uh, we've been out there covering a lot of territory, getting the scoop. So, it was, I believe, it was uh, your first time on the beat solo, representing I, the podcast and Johnji's beat together. Well, I was really representing the podcast. I, you know, I had no affiliation with John G's beat. And I got a, I, I got one more, if I may, or one more grievance. Mm-hmm. You didn't, weren't wearing your John G's or else podcast shirt last night. I sure as shit was. Look at the oh, photos. Darn it. <laughs> I sure <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, check it out. No, now I had my I had my vest on, but even with it, it was zipped down enough though. You could see you can see that it's there. Well, you can and, see it's there if you know it, but if you don't know it, you don't know and, what it is. And my friend Kristen, who came with me, was wearing her John G. Orell's podcast t-shirt as well. You know, Kristen, it should be the John G. or Kristen show. I think we need to do that. Oh, fat out of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she would be up for that. I'm sure she would, to be honest. (laughs) All right, buddy. Well, uh, go forth into the week in whatever new adventures lay ahead. I got a lot of softball to cover this week. That's it. And then we will reconvene uh, for another another episode of the John G. Earls podcast. I, of course, have been who else? But Tommy Else, with me as always, the man on the beat from johngsbeat.com, Mr. John Robowski. <laughs>